alopecia universalis, a condition characterized by the complete loss of hair on the scalp and the body. It's an advanced form of alopecia areata, a condition that causes round patterns of hair loss. Hi, I'm your host, Roman, and today I have with me a very beautiful lady, Kadri Mikkelsen. Kadri is a new mom of a 15-month-old boy. She developed the alopecia universalis in 2015 when she was 25 years old and it took her six years to shake the shame and embarrassment of losing all her hair and wearing a wig. Now she's on the path of uh, embracing and celebrating her uniqueness whilst also spreading awareness about alopecia. So without any further ado, let's welcome her to the show. Hi Kadri, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you today? So there's a lot of different kinds of alopecia, but the main three categories I would say is the alopecia uh, areata. I'm sorry if I mispronounce it, anyone out there listening, but that is where you get like these coin-sized uh, or bigger patches uh, of hair falling out. And quite often, after some time, the hair grows back uh, and it's, yeah, you can treat it um, a lot easier than the other two types. Then there's alopecia totalis, where you lose all the hair on your head. And then you have alopecia universalis, which I have, uh, and that is where you lose 100% of your body hair. So as you, I can come closer, as you can see, I have no eyebrows, no eyelashes. Um, yeah, 100% of hair on your body is lost because of your immune system thinking the hair follicles are the enemy and it attacks. And unfortunately, there is no cure for it, really. Um, So I was uh, 25 when uh, I started noticing that when I was brushing my hair and I was going to the shower and in general touching my hair, big chunks of hair fell out. And um, I've had thinning hair before uh, as a late teenager. So I knew it wasn't that. This was uh, huge chunks of hair um, coming out of my head and uh, it kept going day after day. Uh, and it only, yeah, took a very short time until I lost it all. So I went to a couple of uh, hair clinics and Okay. Um, so the first instance, uh, I thought it was cancer. 
because that's the image you're used to seeing uh, when there's a hairbrush full of hair or your sink is full of hair. And of course, that happens after chemotherapy, not, you know, uh, that's not uh, a symptom of cancer in itself, but immediately you just see that image and that's the first reaction you have that, okay, I have cancer or there's something else really, really wrong with me, uh, my health. Um, so I was a little bit panicked, panicked, of course. I didn't know what was going on. And unfortunately, I didn't share it with anyone. Uh, so I very much dealt with it on my own, even though I had people to share it with who would have helped me, but very much, you know, it's my problem, my issue. I don't want to burden anyone. So, um, yeah, just very confused, very scared, uh, not knowing what was going on with me. So you said that you said it was it all on your own. I mean, this was yes. a very nice question because I was going to ask you that who did you share it with? But as you said, that you want to build it, you know, all of yourself and you wanted to be involved with yourself. What did you do? What was your first step? So I booked an appointment with, well, very first thing that anyone does at this day and age, I think, is you Google. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, you Google, you know, hair falling out, uh, all that stuff. But then, you know, Google can give you so many different illnesses and reasons why it happens. Yeah, I think I know where your best friend can be over Exactly, exactly. But I booked an appointment with um, my family doctor and. Uh, she didn't really know anything uh, about alopecia, but she took a lot of blood tests. She looked at my scalp and then she just referred me over to a dermatologist um, because the issue, you know, she thought was with the scalp. So the dermatologist looked at me as well and didn't really know what to do with me because by that time, all of my blood work had come back normal. Uh, there were no vitamin deficiencies or nothing was see seemingly wrong with me. Uh, so that, and it was disheartening. You go to the doctor and you expect them to know and have all the answers and getting, you know, from one professional saying, yeah, we don't really know what's going on to another. I don't know what's going on. And then, um, I Googled, you know, hair specialists, uh, someone who deals with hair. So that's how I found the Copenhagen Hair Clinic. And uh, by that time, I had also pretty much lost my eyebrows and eyelashes, so they could actually pinpoint, because uh, it was like another symptom uh, that they could go from. So they finally told me that what you have is alopecia, and we believe it's the toughest kind <laughs> in a way where you lose absolutely everything because they could see that there wasn't much left of my eyebrows and eyelashes. So, uh, you know, did you kind of go out about all of it? Did you kind of go out of it? At the same time, I was working as a bar manager, bartender at a very busy uh, bar nightclub 
So I was face to face with people almost every day. And, uh, and I had to go to work. So I talked to my manager and asked if I could wear a hat to work so I could, you know, disguise it a little bit. Uh, but that took an immense amount of effort and putting on a fake smile and making sure no one thought anything was, you know, really wrong. Um, but I did decline family, friends when they were asking me to, oh, let's go to the, even to the zoo or, or something. I always made up a reason why I can't because I really didn't want to go outside because it was getting um, in the early days really difficult to hide the bald spots and everything. And I, I, I just didn't want anyone to know what was going on with me. I didn't want anyone to look because I was so focused on my hair. So I didn't want to catch anyone looking and wondering like, hey, what's going on with her and, you know, Maybe no one thought anything, but in my head, I always looked where people's eyes went. So, uh, so it, yeah, so I really avoided it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always felt like people were staring and um, it could, it's kind of like when you're sitting down somewhere and there's a TV behind you. People are looking at the TV, but when you look at them, you're in their eyesight. So you always think like, are they looking at me? Are... <laughs> uh, and uh, but that's yeah how I felt because I was so insecure with myself. So I thought everybody was seeing what I was seeing. So I thought they were you know looking at my hair and and uh oh she doesn't have eyelashes her eyes look weird someone has actually said that to me um when i was wearing a hat like you could have not really told that i don't have hair but your eyes do look a little bit you know uh different when you don't have eyelashes uh and eyebrows for that matter so someone did say like your eyes look weird like <laughs> What, what's going on? And like a stranger told me. And I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, people are, you know, some people don't have a filter. Um, some and they just come in. Yeah, unfortunately, and uh, I've seen it more and more. Luckily, I've seen more positive people than negative. But especially with opening my Instagram account, that, you know, gave the opportunity for those types of people to, I mean, before uh, I even talk to the comments, you can be, you know, you can be trying to laugh, if you're okay. Yeah, but no, some people just put, you know, the puking face or, or they leave, yeah, just weird comparisons and nasty comments and, and everything. So, but that comes with the, with the territory, but I think that's why because you know those types of people are out there. Um, so that's, I think that's why it's so much harder to, to accept it because you know that, okay, this is not what people typically see. Um, so you know those reactions are out there and you just expect them. They may never come in the real world, but you do expect them in a way. So 
that's what that's what you fear and the fear of that is you know so deep inside you that you just don't want to feel rejected and uh, and treated like that so Okay. Oh, excuse me? How do people actually react when they join the coach? Sorry. Um, yeah, no, no one has really, I mean, all of my, the closest people, um they didn't understand at all why i had these feelings because you know they're like but you're you know you're beautiful and you know you have a beautiful personality and and uh, luckily for me i have a really nicely shaped head <laughs> so they said you look you know better bald than with hair um but but yeah then i've had people you know Either it's been said behind my back, or uh, you know, I hear it through a friend, uh, or I've heard it in conversation where people didn't think uh, I was listening, and um, and yeah, just how do I say it? Just being called out, you know, like weird looking or saying oh but you know it's not like she has a health problem like why is she, it's just hair why is she making such a big deal out of it she's overreacting and uh, of course i know i could have it a lot worse i could be bald because of cancer or some serious health issue but downplaying one's emotions and feelings Sometimes it's just as painful as being called a name. Um, whether it's, you know, oh, you look like a freak, you look like an alien. Uh, those hurt as well, of course, but, you know, those are, I can, <laughs> I can brush them off. But, but when someone, and this has happened, um, has said that, you know, oh, you know, it's just hair. Why are you complaining? Or, uh, you know, at least you're not sick uh, and s stuff like that. Then you're like, okay, so am I not allowed? Am I doing something wrong for feeling this way? Uh, and again, this feeds into, you know, okay, then I don't want to share it with anyone. I want to keep it to myself, which, you know, for especially for your mental health, isn't isn't very good. So, and then you said, um, you know, what is about the moment when you eyes out, you know, uh, and found that you felt like, okay, you know, like, could you repeat that again? I'm so sorry. About that meeting, you know, going out, were there moments that you called your eyes out and felt like, oh my god, what is going on? Oh. Um, it happened a lot in the beginning because uh, I was just, I consider myself to be a good person. I love to help others. Um, and it was just, I 
I was like, what have I done wrong? Why am I being punished this way? Uh, it was especially when um, I couldn't get the help uh, from the government because I really wanted a wig. And in Denmark, you can actually get uh, financial support from the government to get a wig because they can be very expensive. And I was kept, you know, I got this no, no, no answer because uh, they didn't know about the alpecia and they only really give it if it's a permanent solution. And, and it was just like, okay, why isn't anyone helping me? You know, I help other people all the time. So why That's isn't funny. anyone helping me? Exactly. And, uh, and of course, you know, I cried a lot about that. And then, uh, but luckily my boyfriend, now husband was there for me. And, uh, you know, he fought some of my battles with the government for me. And he kept telling me that I'm beautiful. Um, and he, yeah, he was just my rock uh, through oh, the entire thing and, and still yeah. is. But um, I also cried, you know, alone because of those insecurities in my relationship. Because when I lost my hair, especially also when I lost my eyebrows and eyelashes, it was like a complete stranger looking back at me in the mirror. And I didn't like what I saw. I felt ugly. Uh, and then all these thoughts came into my head that, okay, my boyfriend's going to leave me because who would like, who would want to be with, you know, this, mm -hmm. um, won't find me attractive anymore. Won't want to be intimate because it would feel like being with a boy. Uh, um, so yeah, I was like, he's going to be looking at other girls now because they have long, luscious hair. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I was just like, okay, you know, my relationship's over. And, uh, of course I didn't communicate that with him. Uh, I just, you know, kept it all inside and, and built this world of, you know, everything's just going to hell. But, in the end, I did communicate it to him because he could see that, okay, something's, something's not right. And, uh, yeah, he just told me I'm being an idiot <laughs> and, you know, I'm the love of his life. He's the love of my life. And, uh, not once has he, you know, made me feel like there was something wrong with me or that I'm not beautiful or, wow. yeah, so. Yeah, well, we've been, we've known each other since we were 13 and we've been together for almost 13 years now. Um, so yeah, he's my absolute rock. And, uh, even now when I, you know, I've embraced <laughs> all of this and being bald and I go out bald, um, I was really worried because for a long time I didn't let him see once I got the wig, I wouldn't let him see me without hair anymore because I was like, well, you know, now I feel attractive again with the wig and everything. And I don't want to go back to that place where I felt unattractive um, to him. But now that I've started to go out bald again, I was really worried how he's going to feel about it. He's like, oh, well, you know, all of his friends are going to be like, oh, you, you know, you have a bald wife and he wouldn't want to introduce me to, 
new work colleagues or or something and again he's the one who actually told me like why don't you just you know go bald if you want to go bald and so he's been so so supportive and actually like pushing me to take the steps i've always wanted to take but haven't dared to take so uh yeah i'm i'm very grateful to have someone like that in my life because not everybody does Yes, and that's why it was kind of heartbreaking for me when I've read studies where, yeah, they say 40% of uh, people say that it has damaged their relationships because either they've been left or, yeah, they themselves don't feel like they're worth being loved uh with the way they are so so yeah i am definitely very very lucky that uh that i had someone like him so uh can uh another thing is i think how did i Yeah. Um, yeah. Self-esteem. It's it's it already you know in the word that it's self. It's it's you. And uh, now I know that only you know only I can uh, kind of rule the way I feel about myself. Um, I have let my alopecia rule that part of me. Uh, and I have let it decide how I feel about myself. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and it's really sad in a way that we let all these outside factors drive us to the point where You, you basically hate what you see. Um, and that can be with any kind of, you know, body image issue uh, that nowadays is uh, very current, I feel, especially in younger women. Um, and, and for me, I was in the best shape of my life when physically <laughs> and mentally when all of this happened. So my self-esteem took such a hit. Um, and I and I think I also tried to hide it with the way I dress. I wanted to draw as little attention to myself as possible. I didn't want anyone to take like a double look. Uh, I just wanted to kind of be in the gray mass, uh, not to draw any attention uh, to myself. When I got uh, my wig, even though my husband was like, have fun with it, have different colors, different styles, you know, feel good about it, experiment, have fun. And I was just like, nope, it's going to be the same style, same color, everything the same, 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 because I don't want anyone to notice anything different about me because that would draw t attention and questions. And, and I just, kind of wanted to hide behind 
um, you know, because I felt like, okay, now I'm back to normal in a way. And that gave me the old self-esteem back because I could hide. And I didn't have to see myself without hair because it was the type of wig that stays on for a month and then gets changed by the hairdresser. So it was actually only once a month that I saw myself without hair. So that kind of allowed me to live in denial a little bit. Um, but yeah, I started getting my self-esteem back, I would say when I got hair back, even though it wasn't my own. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it allowed me to hide. And I never for, yeah, six, seven years, I didn't deal with it. I was just in, you know, in denial that it happened, but at the same time, very, very aware that I was wearing a wig. You mean when I decided that, okay, I want my life back? Yeah, I mean, you want that to be, you know, yeah it was um i was up with i have a 15 month old son and uh, i was up with him one night and it was one of those periods where i hadn't slept in a long time i um i was just exhausted i was uh you know feeling like a bad mother because my child doesn't sleep and everybody else's children you know sleep all night and um and i was actually i was sitting on the couch i was uh feeding him and like in complete darkness and i just started crying and i was crying and a million thoughts came to my head that i'm a bad mother my child's going to be bullied when he grows up because he has a bald mother. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, and uh, yeah, just a lot of these negative thoughts and that we're not allowed or we're not going to be able to do a lot of fun things together because I'm always worried about my wig getting wet or the wind blowing it away or, you know, showing that I have no brows and, and then all of a sudden it hit me and I feel, and I always say this in my post when I get like a revelation that it's the universe trying to tell me something. And all of a sudden this thought came into my head is, was like, share your alopecia story, create an Instagram account mm -hmm. and just, you know, free yourself because your son, yeah because your son deserves a mother who is confident, who, you know, makes no excuses for, you know, spending time with them or doing things with them because of their own insecurities. My son deserves better. My husband deserves better. And Definitely. at the end of the day, I deserve better because sometimes, especially now, <laughs> I know that I get so lost with, you know, being a mother and being a wife but at the end of the day I am a woman 
I am, you know, a human being and you have to put yourself first in order to take care of others. Um, and it's, you know, for my men mental health, it was just important to, you know what, it's, it's time you say, stop, um, stop holding your, yourself back, stop making excuses for not being able to do something. Um, so yeah, pretty much the next day, I uh, opened an Instagram account um, and started slowly, you know, challenging myself. It didn't happen overnight that, you know, I just took the yeah. wig off and yeah. showed it to the world. It but was little by little, exactly. And uh, I found a big community of uh, people in the same situation as me. Oh. And uh, I was so empowered by by all of them and uh on to be honest also very jealous of the ones that sorry uh yes um because they're Oh, first of all, I was so surprised that there were so many uh, in the in the hair loss community and not only alopecia uh, and not only women, also men who either struggle with the uh, male pattern baldness or, you know, any or it's or if it's a decision, it's a choice that, you know what, I like to be bald or have mm -hmm. a buzz cut or something. Um, so I just found all these amazing men and women and also children because it affects absolutely can affect anyone at any age it's mm -hmm. you know but one thing that alopecia is not is you know discriminating <laughs> <laughs> it, it you know it accepts everybody um and just seeing people posting and commenting each other's posts with so much love so much support um but also understanding not just saying that oh you know you don't have a problem or why are you complaining or you're beautiful or, don't say this or that no they were very understanding that it comes from a real place um and they just offered encouragement that okay yes you are feeling low today and it's okay to feel low uh we're all in this together and yeah and that's what I got so empowered by, and I felt like it's a safe place to start my journey before I, you know, share or reveal anything to my family, friends, um, and the, you know, outside real world. Uh, so I felt like that was a safe space to start, gather my confidence, courage, uh, boost my self-esteem a bit, and then take the next steps of, okay, now I'm going to share it to my friends and family who have never seen me without hair because I got it under control so fast and under control. I mean, you know, okay, lost my hair. I need a wig ASAP. I need to cover all this up as quickly as possible so that no one would go and see. Mm -hmm. Could you repeat that? I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 
I want to know more about you know, the, how did you start it? How did you start the inspiring to make it everything? I'm just finding out more about it. Yeah, I think the inspiring Um, honestly, I kind of pride myself of, uh, being quite like a strong, you know, independent woman. And, um, I like to push myself, um, <laughs> as does my husband, but you know, this was my baby. This was my journey. Um, so I made like a little list of challenges and oh. like a little you know i start from here this is my end goal and these are all the steps i need to take mm -hmm. so i made myself like these little challenges um i wouldn't say for every day but you know every once in a while and it, it was as small as you know look in the mirror completely you know barefaced and find the beauty in what you see um and then because for a long time i couldn't stand to look in the mirror without having hair on uh i just you know uh avoided that completely and um and now you know i just stared at myself and i was like i've always loved my eyes and and i was just looking and i was like i do have beautiful eyes you know i don't need eyelashes or anything they just you know stand out on their own and so i got it was a process but suddenly there was just one day where i was like huh you know this looks pretty good <laughs> when i was looking myself in the mirror and then uh you know i also never like to get my pictures taken because with no eyelashes and <laughs> not to, you know say that the person was right but i also felt like my eyes were weird or they stood out when i looked again no one else may have noticed it but when you see a picture of yourself even if it's in a group you always notice that oh i don't look good on this picture or you don't like the way you look um but that was always a huge problem for me and i never like to take group photos uh, it even got to a point where I think my husband wanted to take a picture of me when we were outside with our child and I really didn't want to because I didn't have any makeup or on or anything and I was like I don't want to look ugly on a picture with my son and that fed also into the what we just talked about earlier like what motivated me to do this because how selfish is this that a mother doesn't want to take a picture with her child um so again, I never wanted that thought to even cross my mind um, anymore. But yeah, and these little challenges started, you know, growing that, okay, take a picture with, you know, a selfie where you don't have any, mas not mascara, I don't have anywhere to put mascara, but eyeliner or nothing on, just bare face. Um, I did that and, you know, then came take a picture without your hair which was a huge thing for me. And it just, you know, gradually grew. Um, but yeah, challenges, because that's what they are. They are challenges. Uh, but it also gives you like this sense of accomplishment 
that wow i did this and you had it i had it written out that you know this week your challenge is to go to the gym without your wig because i always hated going to the gym with my wig it was so uncomfortable and i went there and i worked out and it was so much nicer sure people looked and everything but um but yeah, but I did it and it was such a rush, like such a rush of adrenaline as well. Uh, like I was shaking, literally my heart was racing, my hands were shaking uh, because I was so nervous. But once it's done, it's behind you. And then you really get this feeling of, what was I afraid of? Why have I waited seven years to do this? Why have I been limiting myself? For seven years hiding and and everything and so yeah it was just nice to kind of see that okay you know the world didn't end <laughs> uh, because you know I went out and um, maybe I don't know maybe I've gotten lucky I haven't really been you know there's still a lot of challenges on my list uh, that I haven't done yet but slowly working towards those little steps at a time yeah. um and i i think it's also important that you I build it up thank you and and this is why it doesn't work for everybody uh some people just rather not you know go without a wig and that's completely fine as well i've never uh with my posts or anything because my my page is very personal to me and i'm sharing my journey i'm not you know preaching how others should do it not at all um so if someone doesn't feel comfortable uh not everyone's end goal is to be comfortable you know going out public in public with without hair um and that's completely fine as well um but but yeah for me i love wearing wigs now <laughs> because now i feel like i'm not hiding myself behind them now it's like a fashion choice or you know i i get to have fun with them and play around with them um before it was just you know a disguise uh and somewhere to hide but but i but i just feel like when i don't wear one i feel so much freedom i don't know <laughs> if it makes sense but it's just there's no fussing i can you know just go outside not worry about anything um and, and just live my life to the fullest. So. so are there no treatments for application alopecia? So for the other types of alopecia, there, uh, I know like there's steroid shots that you get in your head. Mm -hmm. um, and there are various treatments that work as long as you continue to take them, uh, but it's very expensive um and once you stop you know your hair falls out again 
So it's also an emotional roller coaster because, you know, if you get a treatment and it's kind of working, you get to a place of, you know, oh, I have my hair back and everything. And when there's a setback because it's not lasting and everything falls out again, it's just, you know, you start all over again. Uh, but now I've heard that they're doing um, research with stem cells and mm -hmm. that seems to be like the future. Um, and it seems like it's quite promising, but I don't want to try anything before there's, you know, clinical success or there's real success stories that it will stick because there's nothing wrong with our scalp. Mm -hmm. uh, it's our, it's our immune system mm -hmm. that is rejecting hair. So, you know, I appreciate the help people. Those of you who send me messages of all kinds of miracle creams and pills and, you know, to get your hair back to grow. Um, yeah, the problem is so much deeper than, uh, than that. Um, but also it's, it's funny how our bodies work because my hairdresser, uh, who helps me with my wigs told me this when I got pregnant and she told me, you're probably going to see a lot of hair growth but don't get too excited. And she didn't say it to be mean or anything, but she just wanted me to be emotionally aware um, that you might get a lot of hair growth uh, all over your body, but she has had a lot of clients that once they give birth, it's all gonna go away again. Um, and that's what happened to me. I had like a, I wouldn't know, like three, four centimeter long hair uh, on my head by the end of my pregnancy. And I got my eyebrows back. I had some lashes um, and it was exciting because I was like, wow, this is the most hair I've seen on me in, in seven years. But I was prepared that, you know, it's all going to go away. And it did uh, within the first few weeks um after i had my son and it was the same kind of thing where i was in the shower and i was just kind of playing with with the hair and it like i could just pick it out it didn't hurt or anything it just all came out um so yeah it's so in my mind it you know that could mean that it's a hormonal thing as well um but yeah as of yet no one really knows uh, why and how to fix it. So yeah, we'll just wait, <laughs> wait and see. Luckily, you know, health wise, I'm fine. It doesn't affect my health. So, so I'm, I'm not too, you know, devastated that there isn't something I can do to fix it. So already now, he's only 15 months, so, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, there's limits on how much he can understand and, and everything, but once I had him, I pretty much ditched the wig. I didn't have it because he kept 
taking it off of uh, my head. And he thought it was very funny. Uh, and at one point I was like, okay, is he going to think that everybody's hair comes off? So maybe I should, you know, try and stop him because kids like to, you know, uh, play with hair in general and pull people in. But mine comes off when he does that. So I didn't want to encourage because he thought it was funny. So I didn't want there to be any trouble at the daycare with the teachers that he's going to try and, you know, <laughs> take their hair off. Um, and it, so it was actually a lot nicer and easier for me to be without hair so he can't, you know, take any or pull it. Um, but as he, as he's growing up, he is going to start noticing that, okay, my mom looks different than other moms. Um, which is an, ex you know, I need to explain and, but I take it as a teachable moment because my biggest, biggest concern is that he's going to get bullied when he's, uh, as a, of school age, because kids can be quite cruel, um, unfortunately. And I don't want to be the reason why he would get bullied of being, oh, your mom is bald. Um, because still in society, that is something strange, something weird. It's not, you know, uh, you see maybe every day or it's not the norm. Um, and I want to raise him and I will raise him this way that my alopecia will be a teachable moment for him and that he can make that a, or you know even if he's going to get bullied or someone says oh your mom is bald and you know that he has the confidence and everything to say yes she is yeah, and exactly. you know and she is beautiful or that and she is you know a badass she he can't say ass but uh, but you know that that he has been raised by someone who is confident and can go out bald and uh, I'm hoping to raise him so that when he grows up he's not going to look at bald people funny or anyone who is a little bit different because his mom is different so I'm hoping that he is going to grow up and be a person who is much more tolerant, much more accepting, much more loving and supporting. Um, and that's, you know, I guess what I have to thank alopecia for, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that, you know, my child will hopefully get all what I'm, he will understand why I'm doing this. And, uh, because it would be easy to say that, well, if you're so worried about your child being bullied, just wear a wig then. But why do I need to hide myself? Because, you know, your children are bullies. How about we, you know, take it as a teachable moment and have a discussion? I am very open always. And uh, a lot of people say it instead of, you know, finger pointing and staring, come up and ask. Or, you know, we can get a conversation started and then you learn something and you pass it along. And um, it's funny to see 
that alopecia is being talked about more and more um, on social media and in the news. So I'm hoping, and a part of the reason why I'm doing it is as well, to bring more awareness and make it something not weird or not, you know, strange and new. Um, the more people know about it, the more common it becomes. So it's, you know, it's not something strange to be, you know, looking at or anything. So, but yeah, but in regards to my son, I'm just, yeah, taking it kind of in a blessing in disguise that it's allowing me to teach him about, you know, that you have to accept people the way they are. You have to love yourself the way you are, um, find confidence in the way you are. Um, and if they are anyone that is making fun of something, stand up to them and, uh, you know, be a champion of uh, the weird, uh, the weird people. So what, what message would you like to give back to you? You're not alone. Uh, first of all, uh, and I feel like nowadays it's very easy to find a community to support you. I always thought that by you know, dealing with things myself and, you know, that meant I'm strong, I'm independent, you know, and I have found out that that is not so at all. True strength is your ability to actually be vulnerable and share your worries, uh, concerns, your uh, bad thoughts, um, share them with someone. And nowadays, if you don't feel the courage to do that, you don't want to, you know, make a fake account on Instagram. <laughs> you don't need to post anything. Just follow the people um, that are going through the same things that you are. And you truly see that you are not alone. There's so many more people like us out there than we realize. Um, and at this day and age, it's so easy to uh, to find and build that community around you. So uh, yeah, don't don't hide. You are worth being seen. So yeah, that's my main message: that don't hide yourself. Life's too short. That is such a beautiful message. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I just uh, want to say thank you so much for <laughs> for uh, writing to me and asking me to to do this with you. So guys, if you have a you can write to me at my email, life happens to be a podcast at email. So if you have more to do about signing up to that, thank you so much for tuning in.